Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. This is a very hilarious conversation right now, uh, but shout out to uh, Trina for the anthem. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Mo. Beautiful day in the neighborhood again. Good people. Uh, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I know it's been a minute. Maybe not a minute, maybe like two weeks. But shout out to Drew Mason. He was on the show last. Such a great artist. If you've never had a chance to see any of his work, please follow him on Facebook, social media. Um, on Facebook, he's Drew Mason, J-U-M-A-S-O-N. Um, very talented artist. Stepped out of his shell, came on the show, talked about some projects that he has going on. And actually, I tried to, like, name drop him a few times with a couple of things i hope things worked out for him so i hope you guys had an opportunity to listen to the podcast also if you are not doing it right now stop what you're doing grab your phone follow us on twitter convo with mo now i don't say too much but i do say a little bit so Follow me on follow us on Twitter, Convo with Mo. Also, Convo with Mo on Facebook, Instagram, and that's it. Yeah, those are the only three I can manage right now. It's too too many social medias. I have the, you have to have a business social media, and you got to have your personal. And I'm trying to manage all of them bitches by myself. And yeah, so that's where we are right now. But I definitely appreciate the support. 2023 is off to a great start. Um, I'm not sure about anybody else, but. Everything has just really been working out the way that I want to. A few bumps in a row, but this year is off to a, a great start. And I think the reason why this year is off to a better start than any other year is because I have accepted full accountability for the things that I want to happen in my life. I have been very fucking intentional. And I never understood how important that was until I started reading more about it and really understanding what that means i've been going to the gym i've been eating right i have not allowed relationships to break me especially those that were with family i think sometimes we think oh because we family we stuck forever now nah, baby i'm gonna love you from way the fuck over here i love you but i'm gonna be way way over here i don't give a shit how the fuck the shit turn out but you know, it's no love lost. I don't love you less. I just want to love you from over here. And I think now I kind of really understand what it means to be like, I'm cool on that shit. Because a lot of times I've let like family situations just really break me because, you know, I feel like, oh my God, this is family. You know, we're not supposed to do that. Man, I'm like, I'm like Terry on motherfucking soul food. Fuck family. Family, fuck my husband. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Listen, that is the funniest shit I ever heard. When Terry said that, I screamed. Terry's like, family fuck my husband. But anyway. All right, so we're going to move right along. Um, if you didn't know, my girl's on the world tour. She been podcasting all around. I was, And I'm kind of mad because we were supposed to podcast last week. And I would have dropped my shit before everybody else. <laughs> So it looked like I'm jumping on the bandwagon last, but no bitches. We had a slight <laughs> change of plans in the schedule. So just want you to know, Maine and everybody else, bitch, I was here first. So, uh, but yeah, we we playing catch up this week, but it's okay because we're going to round it off. We're going to talk about a few things. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the credit lady, Miss <laughs> Lacey Adele. <laughs> Hey girl, hey. Hey girl. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) So, she been here for a minute. We had some sidebar conversation. (laughs) I just want y'all to know, this ain't the same girl from episode 72, baby. So, y'all, matter of fact, go back and listen to episode 72 because we talked about credit in that episode she dropped all the gems swear to god she dropped all the gems matter of fact when i release this podcast i'm gonna release that one too but the reason why i say go back and listen to it because we ain't talking about that shit today we'll dabble on that but that ain't why we here my girl is a whole brand new bitch (laughs) (laughs) and she gonna play and i'm here for it I'm definitely here for it. And listen, she laughing because she know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> she came in here with a whole new attitude. And she was talking. I was like, this is not the same girl from a few months ago. <laughs> like, that was only a year ago we had that podcast, baby. And this is a brand new bitch. And I'm here for it. <laughs> so what's been going on with you? Girl, uh, just, you know, life. I don't even really know a lot been going on. Um like what 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 don't worry about it. we'll jump into it okay so let's talk about let's dab on a few things so how's okay. how's the credit lady been handling business because i see you've been doing seminars and workshops and i've been seeing your flyers with your arms crossed bitch and they cross <laughs> real tight listen if you don't know nothing about that joke we'll tap you in later oh but so how 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 is business business is actually doing really good you know um the last two years, business has not been business for me. Um, in, in fact, last year, I actually sent out like a, a massive text to all my clients and told them to cancel. Why? That's how bad of a headspace I had been in. Gotcha. And at some point, I had to say, okay, I need to take care of me first. Because if I don't take care of me, I can't be the credit repair lady you expect me to be. I can't be the sister you expect me to be, the daughter you know, whatever other titles that I may maintain to other people. I can't be that if I don't take care of myself. So. I see the change, though. Yes, girl. Me, too. I see the change. And it ain't a bad <laughs> change now. It's not a bad change. I see you in the gym. I am. Okay. <laughs> How's the gym going? It's going good. I love working out. And I, I went from, okay, I want to lose weight to, you know what? Shit, I be feeling so good when I just walk two miles. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna keep that up. Yeah. Waking up early in the morning and having a full day ahead of me, but feeling good. Like I just do all of that to feel good. It yeah. used to be to, oh, I wanna lose weight, look like this, blah, blah, whatever. And that's all nice. But once I started feeling good mentally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Listen, I've been going for two weeks now. And every week is every day actually is a different goal. Can I stay on the bike a little longer? Can I climb these steps a little longer? You know, so 
being able to knock off those small mm-hmm. goals, those are small wins are amazing. Yep. So I, I feel you on the feeling good mm-hmm. part because you know you get you get forty, baby. <laughs> Whoosh, your little Buick get to breaking down. Oh, <laughs> so, I'm just listening. I told I told my my friend. I said I'm just trying not to have a wide back all summer. Cause baby, I'm trying to be in. I'm trying to be in a sundress. Like, so I'm just trying to be consistent at this point. <laughs> so now that you have kind of regrouped in a better headspace, how has business changed? Business is more busier now. Um, not even just more busier now. I feel like I'm kind of getting my mojo back. Like I went and invested into a whole marketing class because I was like. I don't know how to do this no more. Okay. I don't think I know what I'm doing anymore. So I went and invested into a whole marketing class only for her to tell me. Why are you here? Yes. She was like, Lacey, you had a setback. What you need to encourage me? Right. She was like, I think you just needed, you know, a cheerleader real quick. Okay. And after that, I was like, you know what? You right. But I needed to pay somebody to, to make sure. That I was right. Somebody with an unbiased opinion. Yes. Like, hey, this is what you do for a living. So, hey, this is what I'm where I'm going with my marketing. I'm trying to pick it back up. And so much has changed. TikTok is now a big oh thing. I can't you know, keep up. It was a lot. I used to go live on Facebook a lot. I had stopped doing that. I'm like, I don't know what to do no more. I I, I can't. I don't know. Yeah. So after um, taking that class, I picked it back up. And I mean, it's been going good. Content creating is, it ain't no hoe now. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I, I be saying all the time, I want to be a full-time content creator. And I be like, bitch, please. Like, no, it's not me. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Listen, today I just happened to be at work. And I was like, all right, let me let me see what, let me go on and get these flyers out of the way. If I can get the flyers out of the way, I sent them to you. You was like, okay, that's cool. Great. That's two things off my list. Because, listen, when you the content creator, you are the photographer, you the producer, you know, you everything. And that should be on you sometimes. And so I used to, like, sit down on Sunday and plan my week out. I still try to do that, but I'm in school. I got chili. And, like, it's it's just play kind of full. But that's what I asked for, God. I'm not complaining. All right, so business is picked up, mm-hmm. and now there's a new project. Yes. So let's talk about that. Um, well, it's it's really not a new, new project. It is something that I started back in, like, 20. I want to say I initially started it in 2020, and it was right after my domestic violence relationship that inspired me to start a blog. Okay. Um, so even though I used to write in it and release topics here and there, I never really was invested into it. Okay. It was more so of like therapy for me. So it was more so for me, less so for the people. Gotcha. And, but I would release it because I knew that like when I was going through stuff, there's nobody really being honest about stuff like this. You see people say stuff like, oh, don't be with nobody who hits you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause that's easy. Easy. (laughs) Check. Put that on my list. (laughs) So the project now is a total rebrand because it's it's just a lot that's been different with me. So Breaking Barriers was the initial blog name. And then I was just up one night and I was like, you know, dang, like I just kind of feel a little different now. Like I feel like I'm coming more into myself, my more peaceful, healed self. Okay. So that's where Becoming Her came from. Mm, So that's (laughs) what we working on now and some other little projects, you know. Any release release dates for us? May. Okay. I'm just going to say May. You got a birthday in May or something? No, that was um 
the anniversary of me being single. So I just figured like, come on, I, I want to turn into a release party. Okay. Because it took me almost a full year to release from that. Gotcha. So we celebrate everything else. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate all. This Why other not celebrate stuff. the breakup? Right. Come like, on now. And not just the breakup, celebrating the fact that I sleep at night just fine now. Yeah. I ain't worried about Dane. It used to be your side of the bed. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. Okay. Good segue into today's topic. So I, as as I told you guys in the beginning, love Lacia. She gives the best credit advice. We're going to talk about credit when we get off the air because I got some questions. <laughs> but that's not why we're here today. Because we can be entrepreneurs. We can be mom, sister, cousin, brother. But what about just being us? So um, we're going to talk about managing breakups. This is going to be a, this is going to be good for me. But I know it's going to be even better for you. <laughs> I just feel it in my spirit. So I do want to touch bases on that because you just like you just said, you know, May will be your one year anniversary of your breakup. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. How long were you in that that relationship? I was in a relationship for three years. Mm. So what 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 came what made the breakup come to like a full? It's a thing now. We're done. We're over. Girl. uh, So. It was, let me see. So we in 2023, so 2022, it was 2021. Um, I ended up pregnant. Okay. And we had a conversation about this, like, before, you know, I've been very, um, I'm going to communicate, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so we had a conversation. I'm like, look, we over here doing things that we probably shouldn't be doing. And this is what's going to come of that. Right. So he already knew where I had stood with that. And I knew where he stood with it or whatever. But I'm like, if we're going to keep doing what we're doing, not doing nothing to protect it, then this is the outcome. Okay. Um, once I had stopped taking my birth control, because my birth control would mess with my mood swings as is. Yeah. So um, I ended up pregnant. And then once I ended up pregnant, I had to tell him. And was that was that hard? Yes, that even was, though you had already, even though I had already set the tone with you, <laughs> right, and told you like this is how this is going down. <laughs> if this come up, it was honestly telling him I was pregnant was one of the worst days of my adult life I've yet to experience. That's not how that's supposed to be. That's not, but that's how that went. Like I remember very vividly what I had on, where I was, and everything when I found out I was pregnant, and. <clears throat> When I found out, I'm not going to lie, I was low-key kind of excited because the year before that, I had a scare that maybe I wouldn't be able to be pregnant. Mm. So, to find out a year later that it happened kind of intentionally, unintentionally, right? it was like, I was like, oh, shit, this is two lines. This is pregnant. Hold on, let me go pee on another one. <laughs> why do y'all do that? I, I, I did different brands and different types. Let now, why they do the same test? I don't know. Let me tell you, shout out to Shay. She was supposed to be here with us today, but she had other shit going on. I'll never forget the day she found out she was pregnant with her son. I got a screenshot because we was on FaceTime. Baby, that face was looking crazy. And she was like, hold on, let me do it again. Bitch, you got no get no different results she was like but no she was like Mo, just let me let me do it one more time all right girl do you think that was me not really so much that of like in that 
aspect it was just more so like oh my gosh this is really a, like oh my gosh i'm a mom now everything makes sense all my emotions been making sense yeah. i had threw away all my jeans because i'm like girl you gaining too much weight what's wrong with you right only to find out okay this is what it is and i facetimed my best friend she was the first person to know i facetimed her and i just turned the camera on the stick <laughs> and she said "Lacey, quit lying and it was something we talked about. We talked about being pregnant together and stuff like that. You know, the next levels of our life. I'm like, girl, I'm not lying. Uh, I didn't pee on 40s. They all <laughs> said the same thing. Oh, girl. Shit. Like, <laughs> this is, it got real out here. <laughs> so she excited. I'm excited. And immediately I'm like, but I got to tell him. And she was just like, why, why do you seem so sad about it now? I'm like, because he already has one. You know, and his thing was lately when we have talked was I don't want to try for another one until he's five. And I'm just like, I get it. But you also got to be realistic about what you're doing. What you do- Listen, come on now. I think what <laughs> aggravates me about those type of conversation is you doing something different than what you're preaching. So, you know, you got to practice what you're preaching now. Baby. And that was the conversation. <laughs> Baby. So, I ended up calling him and telling him. And I'm going to be honest. I want to say he was the last person to know. I told my best friend first. I told my my dad and my stepmom second. I told my cousins. So, my cu- two of my cousins that I grew up with, we were in a group chat. I sent them the test. We super close. Right. So, all them knew. I had them went to. I got to, a cousin group chat, too. Yes, girl. I went to my parents' office. I had got my dad a little shirt made that said, like, what would you like to be called? Grandpa, Papa, whatever. Oh, that's cute. Girl, like, yes. And so, I was there initially to talk about business. And then I said, you know, I got something for you. And I still have that video. I still have the video of me, like, revealing to him. And he was so excited. He thought I was lying. That's all he talked about it was being a papa, grandpa. Like, <laughs> you, I mean, what? You about to be 30. Like, you don't want to do nothing else? I'm like, dude, I'm Relax. just trying to find the right one. Relax. <laughs> Chill. Your time is coming. <laughs> you know, so releasing that to them and seeing how excited they were. But still in my head, I'm stressed. Yeah. Nobody knew. I am stressed out in his head. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, now I got to tell him. Yeah. And I knew he wasn't going to ever find out based on the people I told. But it was just like, oh, my God, I got to tell him. So I called. I texted him. I said, hey, we need to talk. He was like... What, what you want to talk about? And I was like, just call me. Nigga so, trying to prep himself. <laughs> nigga nervous. You thought I caught you cheating again? <laughs> but I was like, oh my, you know what? Dun, dun, dun. It be my mouth. <laughs> oh but my God. He I called was... me and I said, um, yeah, so I'm pregnant. And he was just like, I would never forget the reaction. He said, what the fuck? I'm going to call you right back. That was the end of the conversation. And I was just Wait, like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> Let me throw the crickets on real quick. The fuck? Because yes. we grown. And we fucking. Let's be Girl, clear. Uh, yes. you, you know we fucking. You know you didn't pull out. All right. I'm 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 going to calm down. So, once I got that reaction, mind you, I'm already in my head because I'm scared. You know, I know the things that you've said, and I, but I've also told you my morals and standards, like, you know, where I stand with it. So after that, 
we got off the phone. I immediately started crying. I called my best friend. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, one thing I always said was I would never have a baby with somebody who don't want to have a baby with me. But I also said that if I have, if I lay down and do the things that it takes to have one, I'm on my responsibility. Absolutely. That's one thing me and my cousin, like, I have a group chat of cousins. And it's three of us. And I was like, bruh. Not not saying exactly what you said, but what I did say was because I in my head I'm a comedian, so I said, "Bro, I ain't I ain't, I'm not gonna be the bitch at the baby shower by myself." Yep, I'm not. Bitch, you gonna have Burberry shirt on and everything. I'm not gonna be the bitch at the baby shower by myself. I'm just not. Plus, I'm too old for that shit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not at 41. Yes, believe it or not, I do want more children. Oh, okay. But I I'm not gonna be another baby mama. I did a, I did a, a 19 year bid. I'm still I'm still locked in that bid, baby. And listen, that trip was not fun. Um when I tell you at the end of the day, I had the worst baby daddy. And I listen, that shit locked me in for life, baby. I was on birth control like candy. Like, I'm sorry, what? Come again? I was taking them bitches on time. I had that patch on my ass, like it changed every Sunday. Like, nah, I ain't doing this again. Yeah. Because I'm traumatized now. Mm-hmm. I have really jumped into being a single mom and that shit was not sweet. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I ain't gonna be the bitch at the babe baby shop by no. myself. So that was my main thing. Like I started thinking about all of that, you know, and I purchased a three bedroom, two bath home three years ago. So I'm not worried about space. Right. That was the least of my concerns. Oh, I'm over here like, oh, I get to decorate the guest room to the nursery. You know, now there's value here. You know? So, <laughs> it's all I'm, it's yes, called coming all full coming circle. Together, you know, so I was excited, but at, at, still at the same time, I'm super stressed. So I done called my best friend. I'm crying. I'm like, I don't, I, I, I don't think I could do this. And I've never been a person that believed in abortion or term or anything like that but I, I said I can't I will I cannot do this yeah because at that point it's either gonna be that or I'm a miscarry I know for a fact so she's like calm down she was super encouraging like shout out to her because she was super encouraging like from the time that I showed her the stick to the end she was there Good. so you need you need real friends like that yes so she encouraging me you know she like at the end of the day he knew this is what this what was gonna happen to this absolutely you knew you taking accountability you no know, whatever so we fast forward to i scheduled my first doctor's appointment called and scheduled the appointment and i'm super nervous like your body my body had changed so much just in the little bit of time that i had been pregnant um and it was it was actually enjoyable. It okay. was very enjoyable. Pregnancy is fun. Yes, it was. I enjoyed and even though I was changes. young, it it was fun. Yeah, like my my smell had you know heightened up. I'm like uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, I, baby, I still got the pregnant nose to this day. I was just like, <laughs> it was a lot. It was different. Um, so I I did my first um doctor's appointment. I told him about it. Like, hey, I'm you know going to my doctor's appointment. I know you work, but it's at 8.45. It was like 8.45, 9 o'clock. You know, is it possible that you could still come? And he hit me with the, I don't know, because, you know, I I got to work. And in my mind, I'm thinking, <laughs> you be late because you hung over or whatever else that you be saying that you be doing. You can't come. This ain't important enough. Right. So immediately, my mind is already thinking about what this is going to be like when my child gets here. Mm-hmm. You know, because as as women, that's where that's exactly we we will fast forward ten years. Yes. Like, oh, bitch, I already see what the fuck this. Yes, about to be like. like I was I, I was already nervous. My, this is my first time being pregnant. 
I already said I had a pregnancy scare that I wouldn't be able to get pregnant. Here I am at the doctor in, in here by myself. You know. Ain't no so, worse feeling. Worst. It was the worst feeling ever. And my dad and my stepmom, they were super supportive. They were texting me the whole time, on the phone with me the whole time. So we go back there and they having a hard time finding my child. And the lady was like, we're going to, I mean, they kept trying. They went and got another doctor to come in there and look. I'm like, okay, what, like, can somebody say something? You know, oh, Miss Doe, it's nothing to worry about. We're going to move you to another room with a different machine. I'm like, mm, okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to let you do your job. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved to another room. She like, I see a sack, but I, that's all I see. So, of mm. course, I'm freaking out at this point. They make me do the little, um, uh, the HCG test or oh, whatever. Yeah. So I do that. I leave. I get a call early in the morning. During this time, me and him are honestly arguing about going back and forth about abortion. Because mm. he's just like, I don't need another child right now. And I'm and here here I am. I'm like, well, you knew that when you was laying down doing what you was doing. Right. Like, you knew that. And I put you on game. I told you when I wasn't taking birth control. You know, we had the conversation about kids. I did what I was supposed to do on my part as a woman. Right. You were supposed to do your part. So, you know, he feeding me But do you feel like, pause, do you feel like it's solely up to him? Because, yeah, true enough, you were. So, it was there any reason why you weren't taking birth control? Let me just ask that question. Because so you, you know the critics going to be like, yeah, well, like, it was her fault. She control. set him up. Yeah. So, let's talk about why, that. Well, before we say I set him up, I told him, hey, I'm not taking birth control no more because it's fluctuating with my mood swings already. Okay. I suffer from depression as is. Okay. So, the birth control made it worse. Yeah. And I, I ain't going to fool you. Like, this right here that I'm experiencing is because I changed birth control mm -hmm. and my hormones are so off that this new birth control is not fixing any of this. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely understand it's where you're coming lot. from. It, and I had been on birth control for years. So this ain't no, Oh, I just started taking birth control the last year. I've been on birth control since I was 14. And initially it was because of my periods being so heavy and irregular. Okay. So I knew this is not working for me. I had right. been new. But living with my parents, I had to take it or whatever. So I told him. I communicated every step of the way. Like, look, I'm not taking this, so we might want to use condoms. I'm cool with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I'm not going to do is help you take it out and put it on. That's your job. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to purchase them and shit else. It's nah, on you, my boy. I mean, we we got a team effort. Okay? So <clears throat> went to the doctor's appointment. After that or whatever, they called me. And they tell me, um, you know, hey, Miss Doe, can you come back in and do your test over? And I'm like, do my test over? Why I got to do my test over? What's wrong? Oh, um, it's it's nothing wrong. It's just that um, we're having a hard time seeing that your pregnancy is progressing. And I'm just like, so they ended up, I go do my test over and I tell him like, hey, I got to go do the test over. He like, okay. It was kind of very standoffish because he was he started feeling away because he had and already he said he said at this point I feel like you're you've already made a decision to keep it. And it is your body and you know at the end of the day it's gonna be whatever you want it to be. And I regret this because even though that's true, I still value how he felt, felt about it. Yeah. So I was like, Yeah, I mean I did tell you my morals and values and you know what I don't believe in and stuff like that. So you knew, but Nonetheless, I go to the appointment. I do the test over. They call me back the next morning. Mind y'all, through this whole time, me and him. Three days I, now. Three in, in three days, we arguing all night. Pretty much back and forth about abortion. 
you know, hey, I'm not trying to have no baby. Like, I, I still live with my mom. There are things I'm trying to do. That's not my problem. Right. That's not my problem. And I told him, I was like, look, I feel like a second child would force you to get your shit together. Absolutely. It that, would force you. All that playing, popping bottles, it ain't, ain't going to be nothing. You going to pop this bottle in this baby mouth? Listen, pop <laughs> the motherfucking infamil, bitch. <laughs> so, pop the baby water. <laughs> that, that, that situation is when I started to learn we were on two different pages yeah, mentally. Absolutely. So they called me back. they like, Miss Doe, your levels are not rising. We're going to prescribe you. I cannot remember what the name of the medicine was, but I Googled it. I'm a big research person. So I'm Googling the medicine, like, what are reasons to take this medicine? What does this medicine do? What can this medicine cause? Basically, they were scared I was miscarrying. Okay. She called me back and said, are you bleeding? Are you cramping? And I was cramping real bad, but there was no blood. Okay. And I told her there's no blood. She was like, okay, we're going to prescribe you this. And so after I had been researched it at this point, I'm stressing myself out on top of, okay, how he's feeling, what he's worried about, you know, what, what is this going to look like now for us? Now y'all can't even tell me how many weeks I am. Is my pregnancy progressing? You're telling me I got to take this medicine. You know what I'm saying? Like my mind is everywhere. So all of that stress on top of that, me and him going back and forth, back and forth, like, I, and I'm just hitting it. At what at what point, though, at any point in these three days, did you just say, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you no more. I'm done. Oh, no. The point that got me there was the third day, and I texted him, and I said, you know what? I've already scheduled an abortion appointment. Don't text my fucking phone no more. That's how that conversation ended. Yikes. Like, because it was too much stress. Like, it, it was so much I can't even describe the feeling really and how everything went down. So after I hadn't scheduled it or whatever, I called my stepmom the night before. I'm like, I'm super nervous. Like I'm crying. Cause you know, even with me not, you know, going to service and stuff like that, as I should, and I don't pray all the time. Now my concern became, what if God never forgives me for this? Right. You know, what if now I can't ever have kids again? Or what if this was my chance? Right. So, you know, she's talking to me. My parents are encouraging me. And shout out to my dad. They did not judge me at all. He was very supportive the whole step of the way. And he was basically like, you know, honestly, I can't imagine how you feel right now wanting the support from the only one person that you feel like you should be getting it from and you're not getting it. That's scary. That's scary. So, and it's at, at my age now, and it's funny because I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but I was telling my friends that we do the girl talk with, um, it's hard at 41 to express to your friends and your loved ones that you want to have more kids because the first thing they say is, Oh my God, why would you want to do that? Oh my God, you got a grown child. So, so what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I've always wanted more than one, but I would, I wanted to do it with somebody that was my husband. Mm. You know, I didn't want to be a baby mama squared. Like, you know, I wanted to be married. I mean, being married doesn't make things all hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. But I personally have never experienced having a baby with someone that I was in a very good, healthy relationship with. Mm-hmm. I was in a domestic violence relationship with my daughter's fa- with my daughter's father. And after that, it was just me out here. I was thugging by myself yeah i was in relationships with dudes but this is not their kid you know so going forward now at 41 i'm like yes i would like to have more kids so anytime i meet someone i'm dating them i tell them off rip hey 
I know you got four, but I got one. And I, your four would be nice as stepchildren. But I want my own one. If that ain't the same page you on, cool. Let me know. We could just go our own separate ways. So I feel like when you're honest with people and let them know, but... You know, it just it kind of depends on where you are in life. Mm-hmm. So that that's that can definitely be like a trigger. Yeah, it, it it is. And he, I mean, he used he was trying to be supportive. Maybe I will say that, but I feel like his way of going about it came more so off as selfish because it was about I. Yeah. I'm still living with my mama right now. I'm not where I want to be. Oh, then you, I would have two kids with two different women. Oh, I said, I I told my mama I would be married. Then it became, you know, we still learning each other. We can get to learn each other more, continue to travel more. At that point, it started becoming manipulative to me. Mm. This is how I'm feeling in that state. You know, so I'm trying to process all this because you're supposed to be somebody I'm in love with. So now I'm like, dang, like, is this really coming from somebody who's supposed to be my dog? Like, it's supposed to be us. Yeah. So I scheduled an appointment, told him, don't hit me up, whatever, whatever. And he ended up, um, he took me to the appointment. He did pick me up to take me to the appointment. We go to the appointment on the the whole way, on the way to the appointment. I'm in the car like, don't even look at me. Like, don't breathe. <laughs> don't look. Don't stare. Just look on the road. Like, that's how I am the whole, whole I'm like, what you looking at? There's nothing to talk about. On top of that, I'm crying because I'm terrified. I'm just like, what if I don't ever get to experience this again? Yeah. Or, you know, I want to have kids and stuff. So to feel like that was taken away from me yeah. because of your because inability I, to Because be, I considered your feelings more than yes, mine. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And I had to end up owning that, which we'll talk about. But um, we get to the appointment I, and I walk in there and immediately I feel out of place. Like, women are in there laughing about having abortions. I'm in here like, no, this is not it. Like, there is no way. Baby, I was in mind like, y'all ready yet? <laughs> no. Get it out of no here. No way. And, you know, just the conversations that were had, this one lady like, oh, yeah, y'all need to go ahead and give me that pill because I cheated on my old man, so this baby got to go. And I'm like, wow. Y'all really be in here like, this, this is a joke to some of y'all. Let me tell you, I got pregnant by my daughter's father. When she was two. Mm-hmm. And we had been back and forth, you know, whatever. Not not the healthiest relationship. And he was already not financially helping me with my daughter. And I remember telling him I was pregnant. He was excited. He was thrilled. And I was like, oh, no. It's not finna. We're not doing this. He was like, why not? It could be our son. And I was like, I am in the, I live in the projects right now. That you don't help me with the one we got. Mm. We're not going to do this. So I'm going to be in the projects with two kids. The devil is a liar. Mm-mm. Release me from the shackles of this. And But I was serious. <laughs> I was just like, you know, it's very, I was like, we aren't together technically. You you know, we've been messing around or whatever, but we aren't together. Financially, you don't help me with the one that I have. My parents do everything for me and this child. Mm-hmm. I can't foresee doing this again mm-hmm. i would be a fool to do this again and he was just like well whatever you decide i ain't give you the money for it i saw i looked him dead square in the face and said nigga i spent the rent money before i had this baby and he was like i don't care what you do i said all right cool i got the rent money and i went and had it done i remember i remember the day of calling him asking him to watch our daughter and he was like i ain't watching her you get somebody else to watch her 
Wow. I called my best friend mom. I was like, hey, Miss Linda, can you, can you watch Caitlin? She was like, yeah, bring that baby down here. Okay, all right. I'm on my way. I swear to God, I went by myself. It rained the whole time. I was I was sitting in that thing chilling like, can we hurry up? Mm-hmm. Got it done. I just remember crying after the procedure. Because no matter how much I didn't want it, I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, but I knew how hard of a time mm-hmm. I was having with one baby. And I'm going to be honest, and this ain't no shade to nobody. I didn't want to be none of these other women having that hard of a time with multiple kids by a deadbeat nigga. Mm-hmm. I just, I could not do it to myself. And I vowed to get my shit together that day i was like we have got to move i have got to do better i have got to get a better job i cannot depend on this nigga this is it monique mm-hmm. get your shit together this this your reset ho get it together but from that moment on birth control like that's why i have one kid you know because mm-hmm. i just was like i cannot get in this entire into another fucked up situation like this mm-hmm. i've never been pregnant again because i've just been so hard on myself like all right bitch be careful these niggas out here savages like you know and i never forget when i went and picked my daughter up he called me he asked me did i go i was like of course i did he was like you'll never be shit to me and that's fine and he hung up the phone and and just to find out two months later that he had a baby on the way These niggas for everybody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, I went through it with mine. I was in there crying and stuff like that. Cause it to me it just felt different. It didn't feel like an abortion. I felt like somebody was taking something from me. Yeah. So it just felt a little violated. Like, yeah, it felt a little different. So I went through with the process, whatever. Get in a car and um uh, I was like, don't talk to me. And he are you okay? Are, no, I'm not okay. Because at this point, it's so many things going on in my body right now that I can't even fathom to describe. Right. And I don't want to talk to you about it. Because at my mental space at that time was, it's your fault anyway. All you had to do was own it as a man, what you was doing. And you showed me that you couldn't do that. So honestly, what would I look like giving you a child? Right. You know, so not to mention on that appointment, he did have his child with him. Because there was like none, none of his people knew that I was pregnant. Only mm. my parents knew. So we he couldn't have been like, you know, hey, watch him for whatever, whatever. So immediately when I get in the car, I That's started the first to thing develop you resentment yeah. off rip. I'm like, get me out of here. You and your child got to go. All of this daddy, daddy stuff. Like why my child couldn't call you daddy? Like what was, this is how I'm thinking at the time. What's so different about you making her a baby mama than me like why i couldn't have a child right not to glorify that i want to be your baby mama but it's like why did why did you ask me to do this yeah you know so (laughs) once i started developing those feelings of hate and stuff like that that i felt like were not normal i text my therapist while we were in the car i said hey i need an appointment for tomorrow okay and she said okay so we did the therapy session. I went, well, I went back to his mom's house because they recommended you stay with somebody because you're going to bleed so much. And I will never forget like watching the whole breakdown and going to the bathroom and seeing it. Like that was just a price. I will never go through that ever again. 
And I did not talk to him at all. And I told him before I did it, I said, I'm probably never going to want to be with you ever again after this. I said that to mm. him. My dad texted him the night before and said, some decisions we can't take back. Mm. That was it. That's all he said. So I your, had your dad to go, by the way. <laughs> he really is. He really is. And honestly, that day, that's when I started to disconnect emotionally. Mm. Listen, once we check out, baby, once I put my groceries on the belt, yeah. <laughs> baby, we out of here. It was just a <laughs> Ain't no coming back. <laughs> it was a wrap because I guess like I never really understood when people would say certain things like what you'll never forget is how people treat you when you was pregnant. Mm. Granted, okay, yeah, she wasn't pregnant that long. During the time that I was, I I remember verbatim what you had on. I remember everything. Yeah, it's a tra- it's, it's a very traumatizing event. Yeah, especially when it's not one a decision that you wanted to make. Yeah, you made that decision in lieu of somebody else's yes. feelings. So under the hope of you know you know because he said things like you know we're we're gonna have kids. I want us to do it the right way. I want us to get married. I want us. And I'm not going to lie, the time I'm thinking, okay, this is who I'm supposed to be with. Maybe we will get past this and maybe I will be able to. But at the same time, I knew me. So after all of that, I go to my therapy session. I actually invited him to the therapy session. He came and he brought his son with him. Again? Yeah, because he didn't have no babysitter or whatever. So cool, fine, whatever. Um, Girl, look at my face. Yeah. Or don't. Cool, fine, whatever. So we did the therapy session and I told her how I was feeling. And she was just like, Let's see what you're feeling is normal. I said, But I feel crazy. I feel crazy for hating his child. I feel crazy mm. for that. Like I feel crazy for when he went when he called me, or even if it's just something small that he would say about his baby mother, it, it didn't matter. It didn't have to be nothing bad. It could be just something just as simple as you. Yeah, she coming to get him at two. I don't care. Why are you telling me about what she's doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yikes. Like, I didn't want to hear or see nothing. So um, we did a therapy session. And on that session, she talked to him and she was just like, you do understand what you asked her to do. You cannot ask her to do that again. And he claimed then that he understood. And she was like, you know, so what are y'all going to do now to prevent this if you don't want children? And I told him in front of her, I have no intentions of taking birth control again. I'm not I'm not going to continue to put my mental at risk because you don't want to put a condom on. Yeah. I'm just not doing that. You know, so he was like, we was going to use condoms. Cool, fine, whatever. And in my head, I'm like, bro, I didn't been with you for three years. I know this ain't going to last long. Right. So... <laughs> We go through that. During this whole time, my mental is jacked up. I didn't start it disappearing on Facebook, Instagram. I'm getting drunk all the time. I was drunk every day because... So you think you were depressed? Oh, I was definitely depressed. That's what I ended up being diagnosed with. Mm. Um, And it was bad. Like, I was never really sober. And I used mm. to go from zero to 100 real quick. I don't think I could ever see you drunk. Girl. <laughs> I was. And because I had so much going on mentally, some of that, that when I would get drunk, all of that stuff about the baby would come out. Mm. So if me and him were together immediately because you're here, it comes out on you because you're who I had it with technically. Yeah. So it would come out, but it, it would come out in fits of anger. And now I'm saying things like, you don't know how to handle your responsibilities and uh, you ain't, you know. So it was just going, I knew then this is this this is too much. And you're not supporting me in the way that I need to be, to be supported. supported. He didn't want to talk about the abortion. Of course not. You know, to him, it was done with because in his mind, 
one of the things that he said to me that I'll never forget was, you wasn't nothing but five weeks pregnant anyway. Or three weeks pregnant. But I was five. But it doesn't matter. But that was one of the things that he said to me. And that's when, like, that's when I say who I felt like I fell in love with began to change. Because what? Like, who says that? So fast forward, when did the breakup happen? May. Um, who, May, who who initiated it? He did. Um, we went on a trip with our friends, well, his friends, and I had an episode. Like that whole year was episodes every time. I'm getting drunk, whatever episode. We went on this trip to Orlando. Um, great trip, whatever. But one of his friends went, and she pretty much had like a similar situation. So I asked her, you know, hey, how did you overcome it with somebody that you was trying to be with? Because I do want to be with him. I love him. But I I don't think that it, we can. Yeah. I don't think I can. You know, so we had a conversation. I end up having a whole episode. But this episode. So when you say episode, what does that consist of? Girl, so it would be anger. It's me nutting up like you ain't. What? You this, you that. And, and I mean, it would be anywhere. One time it was at Hooters. I didn't give a, I did not care. I just, listen, the lady with her arms folded, that's Mr. I, I don't see that. Let me tell you, that mental illness, depression, all of that, that would make, I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Like, it will make you, like, not recognize yourself. Absolutely. And I never cared when I would do those episodes. And, and, like, the one that we happened at Hooters, we was arguing in the parking lot. I didn't care who was walking by and seeing it because they don't know what I'm going through. Yeah. That's just how I've always felt. This now, is how I'm dealing with the things that I'm struggling with at the moment. Because you're not allowing me a safe outlet to be able to talk to you about it so I can move forward. Yeah. Like, I can't do that with you. But can you fully blame that on him? Because... Just the devil's advocate. There was an out. There was an out. Whether you admit it or not, there was an out a long time before all of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I told him I should have left you a long, long time ago. Yeah. You know. So why didn't you? Self-aware. Very self-aware over here. I, I definitely should have left him alone a long time ago. Um, The reason why, like I said, once, once I love, I love hard. And I guess to an extent, I start to have a little bit of an attachment issue. And then I start to feel like, well, maybe eventually you'll change. Okay. You know, maybe eventually you'll get it together right. or something. So he initiated the breakup. Mm-hmm. Did he come to you and say. Well, he texted me. Oh, so y'all, so y'all came back from Orlando. We can't. We, hold on. We drove home. And I'm thinking we good on the way home. We drove six hours. We drove okay. six hours in the same car. <laughs> We get home, the next day I get a text message like, I need a break. You need a break. Yeah, this is just too much. Like, your episodes are too much. All of this is too much. You're you're still harboring over the whole baby situation. I don't even understand why. Like, this is just too much for me. You you need a break. You need a break. You, you need a break. You. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm looking at my phone at the time. I'm like, okay, a break just means we still together. It's just a break. And I, during this whole time, I'm struggling super hard. Like, it was hard. Every time I turn around, I see something baby stuff, some mm. stroller, some something. Every time I turn around, I'm imagining myself like, okay, well, what would this have been like? Or what would this have felt like? I had baby names and all in my phone. So it was deeper than just I found out I was pregnant. Right. So, because, believe it or not, and, and, and a lot of men will or won't listen to this episode, but when a woman is ready to be a mom... 
We done Listen We done planned our whole life mm-hmm. We got baby names We got first doctor visit First birthday party We we have so much shit That we have just Like okay yeah We gonna do this We gonna take pictures like this We gonna buy this for Christmas You know we have just Literally planned everything That That's our DNA That's who we are mm-hmm. That's how we We function Because we are nurturers By nature and, and and that's just a, a part of our our, our DNA. Mm-hmm. And so, with that being said, it's not weird. It's not strange. It's just when we're ready, we're ready. Yeah. You know, we when that's a part of being. I mean, because of course that's that's how they raise us. Mm-hmm. Oh, you become, you grow up, you get married, you have a baby. You know, they put that baby thing on you, and people really don't know. Some women live for that. I ain't one of them. I mean, I want a baby. I ain't living for it. I, I can do some other stuff. If it don't happen, I'm cool. <laughs> but, you know, you just, you kind of live uh, for those moments. So you were entering into probably a whole nother realm of depression. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. My, I mean, my therapist at that point, she had told me because it became a point where I started to just look at things differently. I used to, you know, like I said, I was one of those people, I never get an abortion. Then I started understanding people who get abortions, why. I became more sensitive then to those people. Mm. Then I had a moment where I was like, dang, I understand why people commit suicide. And at that point, I knew I was headed in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like. Were you nervous about your feelings and your thoughts? Mm-mm. I wasn't nervous. Um, and that was the scary part. Like. I remember um, when I felt that way, I was up and I was like, dang, I remember why. I Now I see why people uh, do things like commit suicide. Like I feel so alone. And everywhere I turn, you know, my support is just like, oh, just let it go. You know, you can do it with somebody else or he didn't deserve you or okay, blah, 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 blah. So my depression was a lot of things. It was I'm still trying to grieve and get over my decision Mm -hmm. because at this point, at that point, I had accepted that it it. I allowed you to influence my decision. That is the part that hurt me because I've never been a type of person that that could be done to. Right. So now I'm taking ownership. Like, yeah, you had a say. I I allowed you to have a say so in it. So this is your healing phase. This is now my healing phase. Okay. So it was hard for me to accept that. So that's why it was you, 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 you. Then I was like, you know what, Lacey, hold on. Because you could have just kept it. And could have said, don't call me. Right. And, 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 hey, you know, do what you do. We good over here. I got support. And that's what I had told him. I had actually told him that. Like, we good over here. Do what you do. You want to run the streets, whatever. Bye. You know, we'll do w- without you. So, at that point, when I realized that, okay, I'm starting to understand suicidal thoughts and stuff. And I started, you know, just thinking. Like, hey, why don't I just get in the car and drive? Let's see how far I go. Or, huh, I wonder what this will do if I do this. Or, I called my therapist again, and at that point, she increased my sessions to be weekly. Then she said, Lacey, I'm concerned that you're severely depressed. I would like for you to get on medication. Mm. So it was so bad. Like, I remember sitting in the room. Like, when people describe depression, depression can be a lot of different things. I remember sitting in my room. I had blackout curtains. They was uh, over the blinds all the time. I wasn't eating. I wasn't showering. I wasn't working. Canceled all my credit repair clients. Nothing. Sleeping all day. Mm. That's how bad it was. And, you know, it was difficult. Um, So did you feel like you just needed to take a break from life? Or were you 
truly suicidal. No, I was truly done with it. Like I was, mm-mm, this is this is it. And I've experienced a lot of things in life, like domestic violence. Okay, I need a break from life. Okay, but this just felt so different because of the entire process. Like going going to the doctor and being told, "Hey, you have this, and you might not be able to have kids." To then, oh, you pregnant? Oh, we can't find the baby, but we see the sack. Oh, your levels ain't rising. And then in, in my ear over here, I got, I don't want no kids. You knew that already. You know, it was just it's a, a different lot. level of emotions. <laughs> It was a lot. So when when was the breaking point though? The, was it the therapy or was it just your own aha moment? As far as like when I really began to like feel okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I just started feeling great three months ago. That's honest. That's honest. That's honest. Um. I I was not okay ever. Let me tell you something. You may not. I so just because we're social media friends, yeah. And we've we've done interviews before. I remember a, a long period of time of not seeing you on social media, mm-hmm. but you know, I always chalk it up to people take breaks. Mm-hmm. I don't post as much, so people probably think I'm always taking a break. But I just I just don't be into it. I just be trying to figure my own shit out. Mm-hmm. But. When you said just now, I just started feeling better three months ago, I could see that. Mm-hmm. It's like you just kind of pop back up. Mm-hmm. You pop back up and everything was great. And I was like, oh, what's she been? And then I noticed that you and him wasn't to get like on pictures or nothing anymore. I was like, oh, shit, they must have broke up. I see the break. All right, cool. You know, because, you know, when you follow people on social media, I mean, you yeah. say that you say that shit. When you don't see a motherfucker on there, you be like, oh, this motherfucker must be going through a breakup. Or somebody pregnant or something. Or somebody must have got married. Or somebody broke up. You say all of that shit. We oh, yeah. we all say that shit when we be like, well, where this motherfucker been? Yeah. Or they ain't posting that nigga no more. Or she ain't, he ain't posted that bitch in a long time. Yeah. So, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about a breakup, but then I was like, eh, well, who knows? Ain't my business. But then you kind of pop back up and it was like a, it was definitely like a revamp. It was like a different you. And just not even like being funny, like you can see that shit on social media. I'm not your direct friend. We don't talk on the phone. I don't see you in the street, but I could see a difference in you. I can see that something may have happened. Not really sure. Not my business, but you're different. Yeah. And I don't think people understand when you're when you're close with people or you're friends with people, you got to be able to see that because that might say somebody life. Mm -hmm. If you see that beforehand, because a lot of people won't be like you and make it out Mm -mm. or or make it through their depression um, because it's hard. Oh, it's extremely hard. That was the hard dealing with what I did with the last almost year. That's been the hardest and I've, like I said, I've battled with depression just for years, just minor, small depression. But this was different. Like, well, there are I a lot of traumatizing events that led up to. What, oh yeah, in one. It. And the way I described it when I was talking to my dad one day, I said I felt like I was drowning and I wanted to be saved, but at the same time I wanted somebody to let me go. That was the best mm. way to describe that. Like that's how I felt. And I mean, even with deleting my social media. Um, when I did come back, there were so many people inbox. Hey girl, I haven't seen you on here. Are you okay? Like, so it was, it was nice to know that some people did notice. 
I know this, but I ain't that type of person. Yeah, they did. Some, some. It was like at least three or four. I hate. To, I hate. To, I hate to seem nosy. No, I mean because and I'm nosy. I have no is. bullshit. I'm nosy as fuck. <laughs> but I'm gonna be nosy over here in my corner. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we go too far at being nosy. Oh yeah, for sure. We as black folks, <laughs> let me but just say that so. my life was so public, and that was another thing I struggled with. I'm like, I was so public with this relationship. I'm I'm public about my entire life, and that's because I run a business. In order for people to want to do business with me, yeah. they got to feel like they know me, blah, blah, blah. So, cool. Here's my business. So, that was a struggle in itself to go from now when I pop back out and pop back out without this man. Yeah. So, how am I going to do this? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It was a struggle. So, but fast forward. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Because you're in a good space now. I don't yeah. give a fuck what nobody say. You're in a great... <laughs> you came in here in a good space. So I know you... I know you're in a healed space. Mm-hmm. I know you're in a forgiving space. Mm-hmm. I know you're in a I'm moving on space. Because I've seen you interact with that person on Facebook. And it's been kind of comical to be funny. Yeah, because don't play in my face though. But, you know. It, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> so let's talk about the pop out. When did you feel it was necessary to pop out? And not pop out dating, but just pop out a new, refreshed person. I just ended this relationship. I just had a traumatic event to happen throughout this relationship. I've been depressed. I've been suicidal. I have wanted to just end it all. However, God willing, I've made it through. All right, I got a testimony. It's time to pop out. Yeah, um, so honestly, I just started feeling like that, (sighs) maybe let's say December, January is when I started to be more comfortable with my story, like, even being on here, they don't, nobody knows I was pregnant, you're the first person to know, so when you air this, they will all know at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) If they listen, because niggas don't don't fuck with the kid like that, but it's all right. It took a long time for me to become comfortable with a lot of things that, A, okay, I had this trauma that happened. It's okay. That trauma is not me. I had to really, like, get to know myself over. Because when I would look in the mirror, I would hate looking because I didn't know who I was after Mm -hmm. that decision. So having to get to know myself over, then I started picking up things like yoga. I started journaling. I was doing therapy. Come on, healed. I was listening to affirmations in the morning. Like, I listened to this black lady who do black women affirmations named tony jones and one of them was like a one of them is called f boy um and it's talking about freeing yourself from enlightenment of f boy so it, it, it talks about stuff like you know free yourself from not feeling like you're not enough you're not worthy you know stuff like that um so just doing all that and around like december january i said you know what um I'm ready now. I just had a moment. I said, you know, I'm ready now. Like, my situation is no longer who I am. It's a part of the story, and it'll help somebody else. Yeah. Chapter close. <laughs> Let's move forward. So, Papa, are you dating? Um, I am dating now. When did you start picking dating back up? So, I started dating when we had first broke up. <laughs> Real nigga shit. So after Can't like, hold a real bitch down. <laughs> let me see. I think I went on my first date in like June. And it was cool. We went to a baseball game, whatever. That was cool. That was a really cool date. But after like my second or third date, I started to um realize that I wasn't You're not ready. ready. Yeah. 
Um, and I didn't want to mess up nobody else with my unhealed spirit. Do you think a lot of times when we break up, we don't honest, have that honest conversation that, hey, I'm not ready? Yeah, I, and that's that, that was the conversation I had. Because granted, yeah, he did and said a lot of things that he shouldn't have did. And I stayed longer than what I should have. But instead of focusing on what he did, I said, okay, what could I have done differently in that relationship? Let me own that, work on that. Because whenever I go into my next relationship, I want to make sure I'm not taking those things. And at the time, it was where even if me and him get back together was my thought process i don't want to repeat that yeah you know so but I, ain't, ain't no going back to that oh shit. no no uh, right. i just want listen as no, of march ain't no shade though as of march 14th at 7 18 p.m <laughs> i have decided that no but um <laughs> i mean because it's all love it's oh, all love yeah, but it's just but not, it's, it's just it's yeah hard. you know some things aren't meant to be Mm -mm. And I learned that like going through my healing process and still having those communication, that open communication with him when I did have it open, I was just like, yeah, we still in two different spaces mentally. And now yeah. that I've had all this, the worst thing you can do is give a woman time to be by herself. Come on, friend. Cause Come baby. on, friend. <laughs> friend, I'm here with you now. Listen. Oh, Cause baby, I started thinking about everything. And like I said, not just what he did wrong. I was more so focused on me. What am I doing wrong? What, it, what could I have done different? Absolutely. You know, I tell people all the time, we never take losses. Mm -hmm. We never take losses. I don't care what you say that L is. We never take losses. The L's is for lessons. What was the lesson? Because I I need to be able to have a takeaway from this. I need to be a better bitch from this. I need to be a better person for the next person for this. So when I when this pop out, come out, I need to be ready. I need to be like, you know what? I'm a different person. Yeah. I'm not who I was. You got a version of me that only you had the opportunity to experience. Mm -hmm. The next man will never ex experience that because I've healed, I've learned, and I've grown, and I've moved the fuck on. Mm -hmm. So he here I am. Do you feel like there's a time frame in between breakup and dating? Um, I don't think it's a time frame per se, like an exact time frame. But I do think you do need that time to be able to kind of own your part in whatever went wrong or what could have been done differently before you start to date. Because if not, you unintentionally, kind of intentionally drag that on to the next person. And I feel like that's not fair. Yeah. That's not, that's why I had stopped dating. Like, I went on dates. My first date was in June. I stopped dating in august and after that at that point i had said yeah i don't want to i'm i'm good on it i feel like mm -mm. there's a time there should there could be could be a time frame depending on the dynamic of the relationship mm -hmm. my last long relationship i had to take a break mm -hmm. i had to have i was mentally beat the fuck up mm -hmm. i was emotionally scarred I felt like I had been I I in conversation with people that I know who know that person I was in a relationship. I they say I casually said, but that that motherfucker drugged me. Like I ain't no bullshit. Because I allowed so much shit to happen. Mm -hmm. It was like red flag here, red flag here, oh, red yeah. flag here. The bitches was dancing. And I'm just ignore. I don't Mama see you. Up, baby. They was there. <laughs> I don't see you. And I need. I took a lot of time to heal to get to a better space. Mm -hmm. However, I met somebody after that 
And it was cool, but he wasn't loving me properly. And for the first time in my 20-something uh, years of dating, I broke up with somebody. I had never broke up with nobody in my whole life because I was just like, oh, my God, no, I don't want them to break up with me. Or if I didn't like it, I'd be like, well, let them break up with me. And then they could just act like it was all their idea and I'm over it. Cool. Move on. But I had never stood in my own shit and been like, you're not giving me what the fuck I want. I'm, I'm, we've talked about this. I'm done. Peace out. And we dated eight months. And I called him one day. I was like, hey, this is not working. It's not. We've had conversations. We've talked about it. I've been disrespected by your mother. I can't be here. This is not, this is not a safe space for me. Mm-hmm. I, I've healed and paid for too much therapy to be in something that is not similar to what I've been through, but is not a healthy or safe space. Mm-hmm. I have a desire to be loved a certain type of way. This ain't a soft girl space, right? Here. Mm-hmm. This, this feel like the trenches <laughs> and I done been in the trenches before. I'm sorry, but this is, this is going to be it. I can't be here no more. And I left, but I left and I didn't feel like traumatized I didn't feel like there was no weight on me I didn't feel like oh I just need a moment I was like I I literally hung up the phone and I was like whoo shit that felt good all right what a nigga said like seriously like not no bullshit because I didn't I took my time I didn't get wrapped up emotionally. We spent a lot of time together. We hung out all the time. But like your dad said the other day, I had to go pick the nigga up. And like, listen, it was so many <laughs> red flags in that one. He was a great person, but he didn't have his shit together. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to love me. And he was a mama's boy. Hello. And yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that, friend. Don't worry about that. And that just wasn't for me. So, I, I I moved on and now I'm dating still because that was last July we broke up and I've met somebody now and it's just like oh this is what it's supposed to be like oh okay all right this how this is how I de- desire to be loved I like it here mm-hmm. this is comfortable for me but I allowed myself to date if it was something I didn't like I voiced it I Gave my, hey, you know, I'll go on a date with you, but I don't know. You know, I just feel like you have to be honest through with yourself. It, it, it starts with you. Because if you're honest with yourself, you could be honest with that person. Because for me, I don't want to waste nobody's time. Because I don't want you to waste my time. So, moving forward, what does your relationship with your ex looks like after you managed your breakup because you've managed through that you've went through the depression you've went through the healing phase you're dating now and some people i see are casually friends with their exes mm-hmm. um i'm a fr- i'm friends with a few of them <laughs> not these last two baby they blocked but um are y'all friends are y'all in a comfortable space do you think that's healthy for other people or how does that play into your life? Um, I've never been friends with any of my exes. I have been like cordial, like, you know, see you speak. Um, 
with two of them. You know, if I see you out, I speak or whatever, but that's it. We're not friends. Don't come, you know, doing no extra weird stuff. We ain't bro and sis or nothing like that. But mm-hmm. um, as far as my as far as my current relationship um, with my last boyfriend, we are not friends. And I said that from the jump. Um, you know, when we had broke up, one of his thing, one of his main things that he was telling people was that we were still cool. We was friends. <laughs> but I had already developed in my head that you don't do a friend the way that you had treated me. Absolutely. Like, of course, there's more to what I disclosed today. But from what I had experienced, I said, if this is how you treat your friends, I definitely don't want no part. Yeah. So I had made up a mind. We wasn't friends. And I told him that, you know, I said, hey, we not friends, but. At that time, because I was still trying to sort things out, I said, well, we could still, you know, get it on a couple times. Wait you know, a I minute. Uh-uh. I did, girl. When I tell you that healing process was a long process. Listen, no toxic dick. Yes. That, listen. So that's what it was. We did. But it was weird because I had I, I had automatically adapt back to who I was before him. Come over here. Do what you do. You got to leave. Oh. You got to go. Don't text my phone afterwards trying to have no conversations. I'm going to okay you. Like, listen, so. that's so funny because me and my homegirl be like, <laughs> I be like, listen, I be doing these things how they do us. Uh, so what you doing after this? Because I'm yeah. about to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Come on, let me walk you to the door. Go. <laughs> I think I'm tired. Uh-uh. You know? I'm going to bed. Come on, let me walk you to the door. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I don't have um that that relationship. It ended with me having some some strong hate. Once you drive me to the to to the point of kind of hating you. It, in order for us to come back and try to be friends, it would take healing on his part too. Gotcha. So he can't never circle the block. Oh no, that block is closed, baby. Mm. You don't ever. You don't want to see the kids. You know, I had developed a strong relationship with his child. Eventually, it was crazy after my whole situation had had ran its course. It seemed like we had got closer. It was uh-huh. almost weird. So you know, from time to time, I do think because about I feel it. like if that if you would have never become pregnant, you would have got close with the kid anyway. Mm-hmm. I would have. I mean, we were already developing it. It took a long time, but we were already headed there. So from time to time, I do think about it like, dang, you know. But maybe it's not healthy for me to have any sort of deep connection to him because that would be sort of a deep connection. Yeah. And one thing that we don't, and I'm just, this is mama advice. One thing that I stuck by dating, being a single mom is I'm careful who I introduce my daughter to. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter, you know, I, I don't have random men always around my daughter. I've always prided myself on the fact that if I'm dating you, I really got to like you. Mm-hmm. I really, really got to like you to be able to have you around my daughter. Cause a niggas is weird. And B, I got to know you're going to be here for a while. She already does not have a relationship with her dad. I got to know that you're going to be here for a little while to be like this positive person in her life. So um, I could say for me, like all the guys I've dated had older children. Um, So, man, fuck them kids. Well, mine kind of broke my heart a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. Like we ended up even having a conversation about it. I'm like, oh my god, I built this bond with your son. Now I'm not gonna be able to see him, and I c- totally get it. That's hurtful though, like especially I, when they're small it's kids. Extremely hurtful because yeah. it got to the point where he would call me on his own. Call you from call you from the iPad. Call me on his <laughs> own, like, hey, Lacey, what you doing? Or he would say, Daddy, call Lacey. Now they calling me. 
but just to talk to him. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. It was hurtful, but I respect and understand because you and I are no longer together. And I'm pretty sure on the end of your child's mother, it's, well, if this not who you plan on being serious with, then cut ties. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. But it definitely is very much so still hurtful. But no, I, maybe somewhere in the future, maybe we could be cordial. I, I, I honestly can't say if we will or will not ever be friends. As of right now, that is not my friend. Yeah. Just on my journey of even reevaluating my friendship and stuff like that, you don't have a spot here. Yeah. I think my last two exes, exes in my head, they don't exist. Like seriously, um, um, it's just like who? What? I don't know. I don't know those people. You might be worse than me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so. like I'm. I'm slightly vocal about it, but I feel like once you fuck me over, you oh, are for dead sure. to me. For like sure. fuck them kids, fuck your grandma, fuck you. Like, and and don't get me wrong, I am not perfect. I circled the block a few times mm-hmm. on on. The one that I felt like drugged me. I circled the block a few times because I felt like we were in love. Mm-hmm. I felt like we were in love. I felt like we had a connection. I felt like he was my person. He lived with me. Like, but there were so many red flags. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I circled the block a long time after I shouldn't have. Yeah. But he did things to me that I don't even want to talk about. I've talked about, but I, I'm never going to talk about it again mm-hmm. because I refuse to keep giving the situation life. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is breakups are hard. Oh, extremely hard. They're hard when you're invested. It's a grieving process. I don't think people understand that. Yeah, That's it's hard process. when you're invested. It's hard where when you're in love. It's hard when you feel like this is your person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard when there are kids involved. It's hard when you have overcome some really traumatizing events. Um, but they don't have to be what they are. Mm-hmm. I think the first step in it all is just saying, you know what? we're not we we just we're not it's not working we we can't mesh well we don't mesh well as much as i would like to be here you would like to be here it's not it's not a good thing for us to be doing this right now it's 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 not going to work out on a good note for either one of us so i'm gonna just take a step back i think accountability comes into play a, a thousand percent after that but i my best advice to everyone going through a breakup is get you some therapy mm-hmm. because you could be like me on one hand like with my second my second relationship in the last couple of years walk away and be fine because I wasn't you know all the way tapped in because I wasn't being loved properly or you could be me two years prior to that and a lady spoke to me at work and she was like hey how you doing <gasps> I'm boo crying I had a mental breakdown at work. Man, shout out to Ty Cobra. I had a mental breakdown at work. Ty Cobra had to come get me. Oh, wow. That's how bad that breakup was for me. This nigga broke up with me in therapy on, on Zoom with the therapist. What? Yeah. And I'm at work. I, 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 I mentally lost it. Like, I'm in my office crying, screaming. The people at work don't know what's going on with me. Um, I just happened to text Ty Cobra and she was like, let me tell you, been my friend through the trenches. She left her job. She worked from home, left her job, came to my job and got me, brought me back to this house and just held me on my sofa. 
that breakup was so traumatizing for me. I was in therapy for over a year. So where I am now, I don't want that nigga to speak to me. <laughs> I don't want, and not because like I hate you or nothing. I'm just in a space where I realized that you did some things to me that I wouldn't do to my worst enemy. I forgive you, but I want you to stay way over there where you at because I know I'm human and I know it'll take anything small to get me to a, a, a state of depression. And I am trying my best to remain in a very hill space. I am keep. I have things to keep me busy. I'm happy. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not regretful of anything. You live, you learn, you take the lesson, you keep going. But I think a lot of times we get so wrapped up in thinking that this is the right person. If you broke up, it wasn't the right person. <laughs> Shit. They weren't the right person for you. So at this point, you got to realize that, hey, I could have been a problem. If I was the problem, I take full accountability for that. Maybe that nigga was the problem, and I'm cool with that too. But what can I do to make sure I learn the lesson, I heal properly, and I'm ready for whatever phase is next in my life, mm -hmm. whatever relationship is next? Because you're going to date again. Mm -hmm. You're going to meet somebody better. And it's like, are you going to be the same silly ass that was in that last relationship, or are you going to be a better version of yourself moving forward? Mm -hmm. So I think the managing the whole breakup is really about you. Where do you want, where do you see yourself going next? Do you want to be a better healed version of yourself? Or do you want to be this person sitting around pointing a finger and depressed? Because you very well could have been that person now. But I see somebody just totally different. And bitch, you look good on you. I'm just saying. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <sighs> Man. So what, but what best advice do you have for people going through breakups right now? Um, go to therapy. Um, I, I think that sometimes people think that you don't need to go to therapy if it's not as serious, but breakups are a grieving process. Like you go from this being your person, this, the person you call, you having a bad day, blah, blah. to now it's nothing like that. Right. So I feel like first is definitely accepting it for what it is and not remaining on the hope of, Oh, we might get back together. Cause baby right. y'all probably not, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so it's accepting that first. And then number two is just taking accountability on your part, because I do feel like when a relationship ends, there is something that caused it to end, but there's still something that you could have did differently during the relationship period. Yeah. It may have been how you responded to certain things. It may have been leaving sooner, ignoring stuff, whatever. There's always something that you could have done differently. Right. So I feel like that's next. Of course, is the accountability. And then after that, I mean, if you struggle with that breakup, like how I did, I do definitely recommend like therapy. And when I was going through my breakup, I'm be honest, I muted everybody associated with him. If I oh, seen that your interaction was way too much with him, Facebook unfollow. Instagram, block, mute. <laughs> not even mute. See we got to be friends. Unblock, you unfollow. Know, I mean, block, unfollow. Shoom, scram. I just couldn't do it. Like, and I even had sent out a massive group chat to everybody affiliated with me. Hey, don't update me on this man no more. I don't care what you've seen or heard in the streets. Don't come back and tell me. It's enough trying to deal with it when I go out and I happen to see him. 
And I think that's one thing as friends we need to do better at. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Shay have such a great relationship. And I remember at one time she was just like, all right, friend, if you see whatever, I don't care. Don't tell me. Don't update me. I don't want to know. And you got to be able in a space with your friend, you got to be able to be like, all right, bitch, I'm trying to get better. I don't give a fuck about that situation over there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it ain't no disrespect to your friend, but it's just a, hey, this is the only way I can get in a better space. Yeah. You know, help if you're going to be my friend, help me heal. Yeah. And sure. a lot of friends don't do that. They be sending screenshots and did it. And it's like, bro, come on, man, this shit rough enough. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling out here. People understand like, okay, with our relationship, it was very much so public. So outside of my friends, when I do start to go out a little bit, you know, I get, I'm running into people that are asking, hey, ain't you, you know, what you call old lady, blah, blah, nah. Mm. And I, it got to a point where I'd be like, nah, that's my cousin. We ain't ever dated. That's nasty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then there were stories followed up behind it. He he ain't, he been ain't doing you right. I remember when blah, blah, blah. You know, so I didn't need oh, wow. my friends coming and showing me or sending me screenshots because the streets was already telling me stuff that I didn't ask for right. when I'm going out. So that was a big part of my healing process. I mean... I, I I I just cut off everything attached to him. I muted it. And don't get me wrong, there were a lot of connections that I made with people that I'm grateful for that I met through him. And we keep in contact, but don't have no conversation with me about him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm good now, and I don't want to relapse. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I don't oh, want yeah. to relapse. Listen, <laughs> that's why. That's why I said what I said. Like it ain't no, it ain't no beef. But I know what my depression looks yeah. like for me. I knew I know what that period of time looked like for me mm-hmm. when I was stuck in this house, couldn't move, blinds closed, like you, not eating, not going nowhere, working home. That's it. And now I'm in a space where I am living my best, yeah. very best. Matter of fact, um, I ain't gonna say that. Okay. I'm gonna keep it to myself. But anyway, this has been <laughs> very this has been very like therapeutic. Um just to be able to hear you tell your story, but to really be able to see the emotion behind it. Because I know a lot of people will listen and they'll think, Oh, you know, she was responsible. Da, 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 da. People think what they want. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you see somebody tell their story. You can see the emotion. Now, do I feel, me personally, listening to your story, do I feel a certain way towards him? No, I speak when I see the nigga, you know, mm-hmm. ain't no love lost. That ain't my friend, though. You know, I, I just know the association. Yeah. I ain't going to look at him, no, sir. I might look at him cross-eyed. I ain't going to lie. However, you know, it is what it is. I just know you haven't reached that level of maturity yeah. in your life and that ain't that ain't bad i hate when people try to make it seem like oh you're not mature enough like you got gangrene or something like no we all mature in our own time mm-hmm. and even though we're in relationships sometimes we're not mature enough to fucking be in relationships mm. where there are times where we shouldn't be dating um a friend of mine said the other day and i agree wholeheartedly 100 percent she was she's dating and she was like you know i met this nigga here in the car she was like i just feel like niggas that who don't have their shit together shouldn't be dating bitch that's anybody mm-hmm. male female whatever if you don't have a job live with your mama trying to get your shit together clean up your credit all that listen leave other people alone 
please because you got a lot going on you're trying to fix some things with you but then you meet me and you're trying to give me attention and fix your life you know sometimes you can't you can't it's not a lot of balance between there so I feel like you know sometimes people reach different levels of maturity uh sooner than others and like the old saying always goes women or girls mature faster than men however I will say there are a few men out there who are very mature and at a level where they'll meet you and really give you your heart's desire. True. So shout out to you. Good luck because it's piss in the dang pool, baby. And it got a little speckle of feces in it. So <laughs> best of luck to you. I'm out here. <laughs> and yeah, but I, thank you so much. For sharing your story Thank you so much for um, joining me again If you did not catch her on the podcast A year ago A year or so ago Episode 72 we talked about credit That's what she do for a living That's her <laughs> job But we ain't come here to talk about that Y'all can revert back and listen to that one another time But I do want to thank you so much Tell people where they can reach you for business um, So you can follow me on Instagram At Wealth with Lacey um and then as far as and that's the same for tiktok tiktok is the same wealth with lacy facebook is my name so you'll have to like look on mo thing for that i'm sure she'll post it we'll, we'll get the correct spelling. absolutely absolutely <laughs> um, but my facebook is just my name and so just hit me up on there shoot me a little dm and we'll we'll go from there are you running any specials right now oh, no baby oh, um black friday is in november <sighs> <laughs> it is tax time it is I, 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 listen i ain't got no small kids baby I, they gave me my little two thousand dollars and told me bitch get the fuck on and i listen it is what it is at this point i ain't got no kids to claim and nothing else but thank you so much for being on the podcast today if you didn't catch that first time when we came in my girl was trying to let y'all know what it is out here in these streets but we're going to go ahead and be out. Um, but this is this is funny. I hear the song on TikTok all the time. It wouldn't be right if I ain't play it. Y'all be blessed.
Conversations with Mo is available on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Music Play. Please like, rate, and subscribe.